Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Analyzing Arsenal series. As always, I'm joined by Josh Williams. How do you, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, good, mate. As I said, the weather's very good here, so I'm just picking up on that, just enjoying that. What about yourself? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, as I say, it's picked up down here, so can't complain too much. Um, it's uh, it is a bit of a pain sometimes when you're working in muggy conditions, but uh, no, it's uh, using as uh, using it as best as possible. I think um, we're here, of course, to talk about someone who comes from a nation where the weather is is much better than our own. Uh, in Rafinha, a Brazilian international, of course, Leeds United winger. I'll ask you straight up to kind of kick things off. Are you surprised that Arsenal are one of the teams that are interested and in, in really quite pushing hard for him this summer? I am, yeah. Uh, nothing to do with the quality of the player. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I am a big fan of his. But purely because of what Arsenal already have. I don't... Sometimes a player will sign for the team or you'll get linked with the team and you can immediately see why, where he would fit in, probably would solve squad voids that he would address. In Rafinha's case, I'm not exactly sure what the plan would be, uh, which is, I suppose, one of the reasons why it makes the uh, the link interesting. Yeah, I think, obviously, Bukai Saka comes straight to mind regarding positionally um, yeah. that competition. I I think, obviously, Saka's versatility helps with that. Saka has played on the left-hand side, for instance, um, on a number of occasions that would add to his kind of creativity side of things rather than his goal-scoring threat with the strong left-footed kind of low-driven crosses that Arteta wants from the wide positions, I suppose. Rafinha hasn't really played anywhere other than that right wing. He's played a couple of games, you know, on the left and I think once in the middle, but it wasn't a successful performance really. And he was playing, I think, in tandem with Dan James up top in the fixture. So it, it's not exactly evidence that you can play that role. Um, we'll, we'll focus on to how he might fit into Arsenal. We'll, we'll focus specifically on on the player uh, first. Uh, you said you like him. What is it about him that's kind of caught your eye since his move from Ren? Yeah, I am a, bit, a big fan of Rafinha's. Uh, I was actually I actually picked up on him before his move to Leeds uh, a while back. This was during it was during a slow week. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> is that when you watch Liga? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I think so, yeah, I think so. Um, but it was at a time when, on our Liverpool podcast, we did the alternative Liverpool eleven. It was, it was a four three three, and we wanted it to work exactly how Liverpool's system works, but with none of the current Liverpool players. Uh, and my Salah alternative at the time was Rafinha, and this was Jordan his his period in in League One. He was left footed, quick, quick enough to threaten him behind. Just those two. Um, on their own it, it is enough to make him relatively rare in comparison to other top level players and in addition to that he seems to have a good blend of of goal scoring with creating as well um, so since then I've, I've picked up on him and then he obviously came to Leeds looked like a very very intense player works hard without the ball very intense runner um, creative his, his passing is really really good his progressive passing is an underrated element of his game um, so yeah, and he's a good age, you know. So I, I'm a really, really keen watcher of, of Rafinha, and I do think he's deserving of a big move. I think the price tag is quite heavy, but uh, overall, I'm a massive fan of what he offers. Well, I mean, he's kind of looked at in the Premier League sometimes. You know, he's a player that can. He's got a little bit of an edge to him. Um, he squared out with Ben White when when Arsenal went and travelled to to Ellen Road earlier on this season. He's got a bit of an edge about his game. But when you speak to anyone 
who watches him every week for Leeds, you know, they rave about his work rate. You know, they rave about the fact that he's he's put the work in this season. He's not like a flair player. He's not like, um, and it may be uh, not disrespectful, but maybe underplaying him a bit. But I, I've always had my reservations about Alan uh, Sat Maximum because I look at him a lot as quite flary and not necessarily yeah. having the substance to his game. Whereas Rafinha, I, I see in him a, a stark difference where not only has he got the goals and the creativity, I mean, you look at his expected assists from last season, it was criminal that he only had three assists come the end of the year because the amount of yeah. like really nice passes he was playing was was up there with some of the best in the league. But also the way in which he works backwards and he worked for Leeds in a team that were fighting relegation and obviously was had a big hand in, in keeping them up. So I think his attitude is something that Arteta is probably looking at as, as a big plus as well, isn't it? Yeah, as I said, I think I think he's a he's a very intense player. That's one thing that comes to mind when you watch him. I think in comparison to a player like Saint Maxima, he just seems to be a bit more. His game seems to be a bit more, a bit more associated with freedom, essentially, uh, and entertainment and things like that. Rafinha seems a lot more driven to me. Um, there was a piece a while back that I read on him, and it was to do with the physical elements of his game, which are um, publicly available this was a stats perform piece i think it was and in terms of just the likes of fully enough distance covered and uh intense sprints and things like that rafinha is really in a league of his own almost in comparison to many of his peers um so when it comes to executing a really intense brand of football like a bielsa or a klopp or or a team like that i think he's really well suited obviously arsenal a little bit less intense in that sense, but still wanting to progress towards that idea. I think he's very much that type of player. Obviously, both defensive and attacking, you know, energy, endeavour and all that sort of stuff. So I think there's plenty of pairs attached to his game. People will talk a lot about kind of Arsenal's need to strengthen um, through rotation, you know, not exactly replace players, but bring in additional quality players so that they've got more options similar to kind of Manchester City's you know, always changing um, pet roulette style forward line. But with Liverpool, it's interesting because despite the number of players brought in, like Jota, Minamino, um, more recently Luis Diaz, of course, you know, Salah's always maintained that spot because he's the talismanic figure. He's the number one guy. He's your first name on the team sheet. Um, but Kai Saka kind of fulfills that role for Arsenal um, with him being so important to the team. So going back to kind of how Rafinha fits, are you surprised that of a forward line and a wide player that it is the inverted right winger that Arsenal are really pushing heavily for with the marquee signing? Yeah, I am a little bit. I think, although I'm in favour generally of having options across the board and I do think you need depth, especially if you're competing in Europe and things like that, I, I do also think that... You know, is it the main squad void that Arsenal can improve to to improve their their points total per season, or can they can they look elsewhere in the squad? And I think in terms of Rafinha, if he was going for thirty million, okay, it'd be a bit more understandable. But the way that I've seen is sixty five. That's a lot of money for a player whose primary position and favoured role is currently occupied by arguably your best player. Um, so if Rafinha was purchase for a price around that amount mm. I would be a little bit concerned as to what Arteta believes Saka's future to be in terms of potentially lying away from the Emirates because um, I do think it's a lot to pay for a player who is not going to come in to be an immediate starter I'm not sure if you've got any thoughts on that 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, when there are players out there like, say, Musa Diaby, who can play on either flank very comfortably, when there are players out there like Cody Gakpo that plays majority of his games on the left-hand side. And, you know, Arsenal's left isn't assured. You've got Smith-Rowe and Martinelli who can both play there. But I think Martinelli's got depth to his game to play on the right-hand side and back up Saka. I think Smith-Rowe's future probably lies more centrally as more of an out-and-out number 10 that's quite direct. Uh, and since we signed Fabio Vieira, of course, that that competition increases in that role as well. So I am surprised that it is Rafinha that, that we are going for. That said, I, I love the player like you. I think he would offer Arsenal a lot. Um, I think that you are fair to kind of highlight Saka's uncertain future. Um, you know, we know Liverpool and Man City are both keeping tabs on him, um, whilst both clubs would actively distance themselves publicly from that right now because Saka's future is is still seemingly at Arsenal. I think that there will be a contract extension signed um, in the near future, probably this summer, later or maybe in the summer, um, as the club negotiate it. But possibly that next step, if Arsenal haven't taken the step up to that next level, perhaps this Rafinha signing is seen as, you know, in, say, a season's time, if we finish outside the Champions League places again, and Man City or Liverpool are willing to spend 80 plus million pounds to bring Saka to the club, it, it might lessen the blow having someone as good as Rafinha already at the club if that was to happen. That said, you know, and I will ask you, I've seen plenty from Saka to tell me that he can play in other areas uh, and, and can do it well. He scored a couple of great goals this season against Brentford and Newcastle playing on the left-hand sides um, and was fed through both times, you know, strike with the left foot across the goalkeeper side netting. Um, you can score those types of goals creatively. You know, if you're stronger on your left foot, you get those cutbacks, as I mentioned earlier, that Arteta loves to try and create in the wide positions. And if you've got a number nine like Jesus or Nketiah, who love to be in, you know, those those six-yard box, six box spaces to, to finish off those types of easy cutback chances, that could really work. He's also played in a central midfield kind of number eight position for Arsenal. I remember a game away at Leicester that he played there really effectively. Um, so there's even an argument that Rafinha could play Martinelli could play and Saka could still play together. Um, regarding Rafinha, though, do you see any any versatility in his game beyond that right wing role? Not really. Um, I just said you, he's played some sporadic minutes on the opposite flank, Ooh. but it doesn't look overly natural to me. Uh, I, I think a lot of his movements, a lot of his angles are just naturally um, for the right, really, really cut inside using his left either crosses, shoots, or plays these these really penetrative through balls, essentially. Um, this, this this whole narrative really reminds me of... Last season, I appeared on the, the Aston Villa version of this podcast mm. on, an, on, you know, talked to Summer from players he was signing. So, Leon Bailey, I remember saying, oh, yeah, good individual player. Then we signed Danny Ings. Yeah, good individual player. Amy Bendia. I think with Arsenal at the time. Yeah, Ooh. good individual player. What I didn't factor in at the time too much, I didn't mention it, but I had faith that Villa knew what they were doing. I didn't factor in too much that what's the plan for where these players will play? And it Ooh. feels a little bit like this with Rafinha. On an individual level, he's obviously very, very good. Comfortably top top six level for me. Com- probably top four level, really. Yeah. Um, but it, just in terms of, you know, reflection on Arsenal's squad, where does he fit? Where where would he play? That would be my biggest concern. And to be honest, Artes has generally been quite good with that. I think last summer, some of the signs he made did address 
some of the voids in the squad. Each player that was signed did seem to have a place to an extent. Um, maybe they used, I mean, there was a little bit of an issue, wasn't he, with, with Smith Rowe not being able to fit into the team towards the end of the season because mm-hmm. Martinelli was playing in his preferred role and Odegaard was playing well. And mm-hmm. I think you could have an, a bit of a Rafinha issue similar on the opposite side, but then maybe our test that is just building a similar dynamic to what Peppers had at Manchester City. You know, it's it's difficult to determine what the plan is there. Yeah, I think obviously with the addition of the Europa League for Arsenal next season, that, that allows rotation more heavily, um, especially in the first half of the campaign with the League Cup as well. But when you get into the business end and you start, you know, lineups begin to be a lot more consistent than they were in the first half of the season, um, it will be a question as to where these players go. And especially if Arsenal are still trying at that point to convince Saka to stay and, you know, you're starting Rafinha in his preferred role, how is that going to give you any edge in the market or in negotiation to get him to renew a contract? I'm not sure if that would impact things. So, especially with, with Salah getting no younger and if Liverpool turn around to Saka and say, you know, you can be our right winger for the foreseeable future, it, it's going to be tricky when you've got someone like Rafinha at Arsenal to do that. So, to, to round things off, with the figures around 50 to 60 million pounds being talked about, even going as high as 65 in, in some circles, at that kind of range, would that be a good investment for Arsenal? I'm going to be a bit boring with my response here, but it, it, it depends. That, that's the, the biggest. Fence. That's, that, that's all I can say. It, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> what is the plan for this player? Where will he be used? How many mil- minutes will he? Uh, acquire during the, the full season? Will he push arguably Arsenal's best player towards a position where he's nowhere near as effective? That sort of thing. It really does matter. Um, one question I'd like to fire back at you, though, in terms of Nicolas Pepe, he is another who is right-sided, left-footed, forward. I've just checked. He's got two years left on his contract. Is he, yeah. is he getting sold? You know, yeah, he's, he's there, changed agents this summer with the intention of finding a new club. Um, he's just not part of Arteta's plans uh, at all. Like he came back in January, and you know Arteta and they spoke together, and you know he, he was always going to apply himself to the best of his abilities. But he's just shown that he can't work in what Arteta wants. And even when he came off the bench in a number of games, you know he had nightmarish performances at times with you know poor when we're leading a game like we were away at Villa he had an absolute nightmare when he came off the bench in that game um the game against Leeds where obviously the comical cutback when he's got a clear run at goal um without a keeper in the net so yeah he will move on um and so Rafinha is kind of seen as a player that will fill not only the void of Pepe but compete with Saka for that right wing spot or maybe even move Saka into another role I mean, yeah, I suppose to fire one more question back, if I said to you that Arsenal's forward free for next season with, say, either Odegaard or Fabio Vieira playing in that kind of hole behind them, is Rafinha on the right, Saka on the left and Jesus in the middle, do you see that as a front line that can challenge the top four more successfully than Arsenal's front line of last season? did? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Uh, my only concern with that would be, <laughs> again, where does Martinelli play? No, yeah. that, that would be my concern. Now and again, he, I suppose, is the answer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose you could factor in that. We have five substitutes next mm-hmm. season. So that, that has to come into things. Arsenal are in a European competition and uh, the calendar is, is more de- demanding than it's ever been in the history of football, really. So I suppose the necessity to have a big squad is, is, is higher than ever. So I can understand 
if Arsenal are getting with a Pepe especially, mm. that Arteta appreciates the need for another left-footed player so that Arsenal can keep a certain dynamic on the flanks. Because, mm. um, I mean, Saka, I've just checked, Saka played. He started, in fact, he, he appeared in all 38 Premier League games last season, which is really impressive. Um, but if, for whatever reason, he can't keep doing it at that superhuman level, mm. you would need a left-footed forward to, to keep a certain dynamic. And Rafinha would offer that. It's just... That amount, I'd have less of a problem if that amount was closer to 30, 40. But when you're paying 65, which seems to be what Leeds wants mm. for a player who maybe isn't guaranteed to start, it's just right. a bit of a question mark attached to that. But yeah, based on Arsenal's business last summer, I do have a bit of faith that Arteta maybe knows what he's doing and has a plan for this. But I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like the signing. I think it shows a bit of ambition and a bit of uh, a bit of a statement in the in the market. Um, I, I do trust that they are making the right choices because, as you've said, you know they've got a good record now. The last two summers, in particular, with the signings of Gabriel Partey, White, Tommy Asu, Ramsdale, Erdegaard's. Um, you know, these are signings that have really White as well that have really pushed Arsenal onwards to a top four race that not many people thought they would be in last season and were one win away from getting Champions League qualification. So, yeah, I do have that faith. Um, would, would that be the, the business done if it was Jesus, Rafinha and Vieira? Uh, I think Martinez is another one that Arsenal are very interested in at Ajax, the Sandra Martinez. Okay. Um, whether that's it, I'm not sure, because obviously Tillemans was linked heavily. That's gone very quiet lately. Midfield is still on the agenda, um, but it might it might be that a player has to move for that to happen, and I don't see Xhaka leaving. Um I just can't see that happening unless someone comes in with a bid they're willing to accept. But I don't know who else they would go for. Maybe a Fabian Ruiz that they've been linked to as well. That cropped up in the Italian media last week as well after Tillemans went quiet rather opportunistically more than anything, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I think that if you got if we get Rafinha and Jesus, there, there's probably one, maybe two more um, that they'd bring in as well. Lissandra Martinez is one they really, really want. So... We'll see, but Ajax are asking again for like fifty odd million euros, so forty two point nine million pounds. Yeah, yeah. This, so you're looking at a two hundred million pound summer, effectively for Arsenal at this point. Yeah. Is there any sales then to, to fund that apart from Pepe? Yeah. So you've got Pablo Murray. Uh, they will likely move on to Italy. You probably get around seven to ten for him. Um, Reese Nelson's future is is not assured at this point. He could move to a Premier League side for again seven to ten. But Leno. Looks like a go to uh, Fulham for around seven to ten million pounds. Um, Maitland Niles to Nottingham Forest is another. I reckon you'd be lucky to get five mil to be honest. For him, um, Hector Bellerin is another one um, that could move. Lucas Torreira uh, as well. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that yeah. could move on this summer. Um, Pepe, you've, the got, one. you've got Aubameyang and Lacazette off the wage bill as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, more than just just then. There's a fair few. I mean. Um, Oh, who's the one that's really sticking out in my mind that's just gone off my radar now? But there's a couple others. Tavares could leave on loan or permanently. There was a link with Atalanta for a crazy figure that won't happen, but he could leave on loan because Martinez can, of course, deputise at left back should you need him to. Uh, Rob Holding's an interesting one to keep for people to keep an eye on, I think, as well, with Saliba returning. Um, homegrown, he's on a long term contract, uh, you know, mid 20s, 26, 27. I think if someone like Newcastle were interested, Arsenal might try and get a decent figure for someone like him, fifteen yeah. million pounds upwards, maybe. So there are players they can get the money in for. Um, it's just about how they find 
suitors for those players. That's going, and I think they're likely to move more towards the end of the window than now. I think they'll they'll be seen as kind of. I think clubs will look at Arsenal and go, they'll be desperate to move them on come the end of the window, so they'll accept a lower figure. So they'll probably wait. So I think you'll probably see them move towards the end. Yeah, I mean, what I will say uh, on a number of occasions throughout the second half of the season in particular when we did transfer episodes. I did say that I think Arsenal over the past 12 months have kind of established a really good base now. I think Arteta got a lot of the groundwork in last summer. And I've said on a few podcasts that all Arsenal need now is to start really adding finishing touches, just those bits of stardust, those extra extra bits of quality to to almost deliver points, players who can deliver points on their own. Um, And what I will say so far is, although they've only signed Vieira, I think it is, I do like the players that they're getting linked with. You know, the, the likes of Rafinha, Jesus, uh, even Vieira, I think it's a decent sign. And the likes of my axe. The, these are these are good moves. So I think I think generally Arsenal are, are getting it right with the players at the target, and then it's just be interesting to see who they actually manage to get in. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of hypotheticals right now, and a lot of kind of judgment on on who we might get, but it's ultimately running really matter who we end up getting. So Jesus looks a pretty much a cert right now. That looks like it will happen. Rafinha is a lot of competition. I think it will be between us and Chelsea um, for for him. I think he may end up leaning towards Chelsea if they can move on the likes of Ziyech, etc. Or even maybe use Ziyech in any possible kind of swap deal. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait and see. But if Arsenal can end up having that summer with those type of players, it, it's, it builds towards quite an exciting season for Arsenal, I think. So, we'll have to wait and see. Josh, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, as always. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Tell people I can find you. What you're going to be up to? Uh, at distance covered is my Twitter, and I will be pretty much writing about transfers all summer. <laughs> Lovely stuff in the warm weather, as always. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you check out Josh on Twitter, as he says, at distance covered. You can find plenty of his work across the Reach Network and Football London. Um, you'll see plenty more, I'm sure, on some Arsenal transfer targets, I'm sure, uh, and for plenty of other teams as well. You can find us on Twitter at the Arsenal N5 and myself at Tom Canton Media and our written work over at Football London. We will see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.